Hello and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Hello, lady. Hello, honey. How are you? I'm good. Excellent. I have been super distracted this week. Okay. By many a thing. One of the things I've been distracted by is the Escape the Night series on YouTube. What is that? It's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty cool. It's, uh, you guys might not know because you're not as big a YouTube nerds as I am, but do you know who Joey Graceffa is? No. It sounds familiar. Well, he's a big YouTuber and he's actually written like, I don't know if sci-fi is the word, Mm -hmm. but like kids novels kind of on the like fantasy yeah fantasy side of things young adult yes thank you young adult that's the storyline i was thinking of called the children of eden but um he has a series on youtube called escape the night i think the fourth season just came out or is about to come out basically it's like this uh giant escape room almost like he invites his friends over like the first one he invites all his friends over for a dinner party into this house that he just acquired through like some distant relative but it the house only exists in the 1920s So, like, they get these letters and they get these personas that they have to pursue, like, act like they're these certain people. And when they come in, they have to keep up that character and everything in there. They can't bring any technology, anything from the new age with them. But then all this crazy stuff starts happening and they have to find, like, clues and puzzles and solve stuff and people get killed off. Oh, fine. So, it's like Clue? It's like Clue meets an escape room. Meets young adults. Because they have to, like, find keys and find out what the keys go to and the codes go to. And, yeah, I've been totally sucked in. I'm almost done with season three now. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) so it's good you should check it out excellent (laughs) good to know did that uh cut into any research time at all (laughs) yes who doesn't (laughs) wait you're not supposed to have youtube playing while you research i actually looked at videos for my next topic later for the first time ever while you research while at work that's a lot (laughs) okay not not at work but like i'll turn on youtube videos that pertain to my topic oh absolutely yeah but this doesn't pertain to my topic it's (laughs) just been a major distraction over the last four days (laughs) (laughs) let's see when did as off friday so friday saturday sunday yeah four days would you like more wine no yes (laughs) maybe (laughs) but so on top of that and everything else that's going on right now i've been a little distracted so I went with a classic oh, yay. story Ooh. that most people that are into mm, paranormal <gasps> oh. are probably familiar with. Oh, shit. We're going to talk about the Myrtle's Plantation. I actually don't know this. Really? Yeah. Okay. Odds are I know the story. It's just... You probably do. P- pulling up a complete blank right now for me. Well, see, that's what happened with me. I came across it and I was like, oh, what is this? And then I read about the background and everything and I actually read some of the coast. And I was like, oh, fuck. This that is- one's real popular. But <laughs> I was almost done with my notes at that point. Hell so. yeah. Bring it on. Here we go. So like both Rebecca and MK Ultra and realizing nothing actually concludes, but we're too deep into this. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. So it should still be good. So uh, and wine. We don't we haven't replaced the batteries in them yet. Mother fluffer. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was about to say, if you have a, I actually don't know what batteries these take. It's fine. I could download an app on my phone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's all good. Hopefully, these are staying in Louisiana, so we don't have to worry about these guys. Oh, I love Louisiana stories. Oh, uh, no. I got you super have a, excited. You have a trend with your ghost stories. Louisiana ghost stories? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because these Creole motherfuckers are <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
just, I don't know. I guess I'm drawn to it. And then I get close to it and I run far, far away. And your best friend's the Louisiana girl. Like, that's what You're it is. drawn to Louisiana. My man should have been a Cajun boy. He should be out hunting gators. He would if you let him. Well, I mean, he's a Florida boy, so. No, is no that he's not. He's a Georgia boy. He's a Georgia boy. Born and raised, baby. We have, well, he would technically count as a Bigfoot. What do we have? think of Georgia cryptids? Yeah, no, just like big Georgia creatures outside of black bears. Bulldogs. Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> we'll not get into Rebecca's anyway. opinions on that. Let's go. Surrounded by century-old oak trees, the mansion features a 125-foot veranda. exquisite ornamental ironwork hand painted stained glass and open pierced crown molding crystal chandeliers marble mantles and gold leafed french furnishings at first glimpse the home and its environment envelopes (laughs) envelopes it envelopes is what i put (laughs) at first glimpse the home and its environment envelopes envelops a complete sense of peace and tranquility but what is the true story of this picturesque place the myrtles plantation is a historic home and former former (laughs) you've had like three sets of wine words are hard a former antebellum plantation in saint francisville louisiana It was built in 1796 by General Dave Bradford, who was part of the Whiskey Rebellion and was well known as Whiskey Dave. Woo! I really thought you were going to say Whiskey Dick and I got real excited. (laughs) (laughs) This eight house plantation was built on 600 acres and was his hideaway he called Laurel Grove. Bradford lived there alone for several years while being hunted by George Washington, headhunted. (laughs) by George Washington until President John Adams pardoned him for his role in the Pennsylvania Whiskey Rebellion of 1799. I want to know more about this Whiskey Rebellion. Stay tuned for a future episode from Rebecca about the Whiskey Rebellion. Oh, my job. (laughs) (laughs) He then moved his wife Elizabeth and their five children to the plantation. Upon his death in 1808, his widow Elizabeth continued running the plantation until 1817, when she then handed the management to Clark Woodruff, who was one of Bradford's former students, who had married her daughter, Sarah. Okay. The Woodruffs had three children, Cornelia, James, and Mary. And by the way, I'm just running through the history because a lot of this comes back to play Okay. later. Um, when Elizabeth Bradford died in 1831, Clark Woodruff and his only surviving child moved to Covington, Louisiana and left a caretaker to manage the plantation. In 1834, Woodruff sold the plantation, the land, and its slaves to Ruffin Sterling. Sterling and his wife, Mary Cobb, had nine children, five of which died while they were living on the plantation. They undertook an extensive remodel of the house, which caused it to nearly double in size of the former building. And this is when the house was filled with all the imported luxuries from Europe. Mm. Hmm. So the gold, the crystal chandeliers, the marble, etc., etc., And they also changed it to the myrtles after the crepe myrtle that grew in the area. Sterling died in 1854 and left the plantation to his wife, Mary, who was, quote, respected as a man, quote. Um, Well, Uh, the myrtles, the plantation, survived the American Civil War that was robbed of many of its fine furnishings and expensive accessories. After the war in 1865, Mary Sterling hired William Drew Winter to help manage the plantation as her lawyer and agent. Winter was married to Sterling's daughter, Sarah. 
Okay, so I see this whole like son-in-law thing being. They find a wealthy man that marry our daughter, and you can have this plantation. Hell yeah! Um, the family fortune, however, was lost in the aftermath of the war, and the Winters were forced to sell the plantation in 1868. But they were able to buy it back two years later. Okay. In 1878, William Winter died in the home. Stick a pin in that one. Pin Pops. <laughs> Sarah remained at the Myrtles while her mother, with her mother and siblings until 1878 when she ultimately passed away. Mary Sterling, or the quote-unquote man of the house, died in 1880 and the plantation was passed to her son, Stephen. With the plantation being heavily in, de- heavily in debt, Stephen sold it in 1886 to Orrin D. Brooks, who in turn sold it in 1889. The plantation changed several hands again until 1891 when it was purchased by Harrison William and his wife, Fanny. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The couple had seven children. Their oldest son, Harry, was gathering cattle and fell into the river and tragically died. Not able to stay in the home due to the tragedy of losing their son, Williams divided the property up among his remaining heirs. In the 1950s, the house was sold to Marjorie Munson, a wealthy chicken farmer, who was one of the first to document the odd things happening around the plantation, Hmm. which then resulted in numerous ghost stories floating through the town. As you do. As you do in the 1950s. Plantation went through several more ownership changes in the 1970s before being bought by James and Francis Kermeen Myers. Okay. Nailed it. K E R M E E N. Kermeen. Kermeen. Who were the first to run the plantation home as a bed and breakfast. During this time, Francis wrote a book about the Myrtle Plantations where it earned its name as the most haunted house in America. <gasps> oh, hmm. shit. The current owners, John and Tessa Moss, continue to open the house for tours and overnight guests to this day. Oh. So where is this in relationship to New Orleans? I think it said it was like 45 minutes outside of New Orleans. (sighs) Missed opportunity. (laughs) Glad we didn't go. We'll be back. So just (coughs) don't die. I think Rebecca poisoned the white. (laughs) You saw me open it. You could have injected the cork. I was I'm just thinking it. that. <laughs> you have the antidote. Y'all been watching too much Sherlock Holmes. No, escape the night. I told you. Okay. All right. So architecture of the home, just to kind of give you an idea of the grandeur that we're dealing with. It is sitted. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's sitted it on a hill. <laughs> it is sitted on a hill. See, this is what happens when you research, watch a YouTube series and try to work at the same time. You have words like sitted on a hill. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say, but it's on a hill. The (laughs) eastward facing home with a clapboard exterior is built in a Creole cottage style that is characterized by many Louisiana plantation houses. Clapboard. I can't clap. I don't have an extra hand. I'm just imagining like an atypical southern antebellum home for some reason. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I just pictured shiplap and then I started going through HDTV shows where they're like shiplap, 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 chip and jojo, shiplap, shiplap, demo. The entry doors are... Doi. <laughs> I'm having a bad day. <laughs> I'm really intrigued so far, so please continue. The entry doors are surrounded with side lights showcasing original hand-painted stained glass, which are etched in pattern after French crosses meant to ward off evil. Ooh, okay. I couldn't find information on when those were installed. Okay. But they're very prominent. 
The main feature of the home is the 125-foot-long veranda that extends the entire length of the house and wraps around the southern end. (laughs) 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 There There she she is. is. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) I'm glad my own notes can make me laugh. Um, Yeah, so basically it's just got a lot of like really pretty got cast iron railings with an elaborate grape cluster design the stuff was all pulled straight off of wikipedia i'm not even gonna bullshit you guys totally cool um it's got six brick chimneys and doric style pilasters interspersed with three single paned dormers i understood every bit of that Mm -hmm. i know exactly what those are fancy the myrtles had two 22 rooms spread over two floors the spacious entry hall runs the length of the house and features a French crystal chandelier that weighs more than 300 pounds. Jeez. The flooring and most of the windows to this day are still original to the house. When you walk in to the left is the music room that is adjacent to the only bedroom found on the first floor. Hmm. The principal rooms of the house are found to the right down the hall. The walls of the original house were moved when the Sterlings originally remodeled the home and repositioned... So they didn't knock them down. They moved them. Oh. You, you, you can do that? I mean, I guess you can. If they're non-load bearing, you can move them. Statics. Yep. Uh, and repositioned to create four large rooms that were used as identical ladies and gentlemen's parlors, a formal dining room, and a game room. Dang. Why do you need that many rooms for hanging out? Why would They had you? lots of money and they could. Oh, fair point. They also had like seven children and nine children and That's slaves fair. and yeah they probably hosted all sorts of people there probably socialites <laughs> chicken farmers <laughs> <laughs> the largest bedroom known as the judge clark woodruff suite is the only room can be accessed by the main staircase in the entry hall the remaining bedrooms are separated by a common sitting room and are accessed by a staircase that comes up from the rear. <laughs> <laughs> the southern end. <laughs> um, the current plantation landscape is centered around a large pond that features a small island centered with a gazebo accessed by a bridge. The rear of the main house is the oldest structure on the grounds. It is now known as the General Store. This is where General Bradford lived while the main house was being built. Oh, hmm. um, it's currently used as the gift shop, laundry facilities, offices, and the breakfast spot of oh, the bread and breakfast. Fancy, fancy. Um, two. Nope, 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 nope. Scattered across the ground are more modern wooden cottages that are now available to guests. So when you book a room there, I don't know if you can actually stay in the plantation or if you stay in the cottages on the grounds. It probably depends on how fancy yes. your pocketbook is. Your pocketbook is. Because a lot of the things I saw were renting like two and three bedroom cottages. Okay. Well, they're probably also trying to preserve the history of the house. Yeah, because when on some of the videos I watched and stuff, it was very true to the time period inside the actual so, house. So like gone so. with the wind. Yeah, very nice. Very classy, but not in, not in Georgia. No. I cannot do a Louisiana accent. Tiffany. I mean, you get what you get with me. Sorry. <laughs> That's just her Louisiana accent. <laughs> um, the plantation home is rumored to be on top of an ancient Tunica Indian burial ground. Oh, like in Poltergeist. Dun, dun, dun. 
you'd be surprised how many times that reference comes up with this. I would not in be my surprised. research. When are we going to learn just to not put things on top of burial grounds? Well, Why? never. As we covered in Ashley's 101 things to do with your ashes, there there's not enough space to bury people. No. So we're probably all on top of burial grounds. Yep. Oh, great. Well, and especially with us being right by multiple battlefields if it's not a burial like an official burial ground it's a burial ground it's a burial ground Mm. i know lots of construction workers that come across a lot of things when they're building homes i'll just leave it there sleep tight rebecca i need more stories on that later continue (laughs) um it's currently a bed and breakfast and offers historical and mystery tours it is known as one of america's most haunted homes even though it isn't every historical house known as one of the most haunted homes that's fine um <laughs> the plantation is supposedly home to at least 12 ghosts oh and it's often reported that uh, at least 10 murders occurred on the property Jeez. so this has been on multiple shows and had multiple movies about it um in 2002 unsolved mysteries filmed a segment about the alleged hauntings at the plantation and according to the host robert stack the production crew experienced technical difficulties during the production of the segment. It was also featured on the TV series Ghost Adventures. Hey. Which I'd never watched an episode of that show. Really? Up until the time I recorded this. Oh, I don't honey. think I've actually ever watched an episode of that either. People give Zach Baggins, ba- Baggins, Bagan, whatever Bagabites. you want to call him, a lot of hell. He was actually really nice to the ghosts. You need to watch more episodes, honey. But like any time that they would get something, he like thanked them. No, I mean he he does that, and he's really good at that. But I might people get it. He's over the top, and he gets scared easily, and he's dramatic. I get it. But it's, as far as like the ghost hunting side of things go, like I really appreciate it. It's a reality TV show, right? Like stuff needs to not turn on, and someone needs to cry. Like that's just the rules. Well, I enjoyed it. I enjoy it too. I'm surprised that I'm the one who's seen the most of this considering the three of us. But um, I can see why you would like it though because it kind of takes away a little bit of the like eerie side of it with yeah. their attitudes. But like I really appreciated how he treated the ghosts. Well, good, honey. I'm very happy. People need to be nicer. Leave Zach Bagans alone. All right, Brittany. <laughs> Leave Brittany Today, alone. the ladies are strange. Ashley has a message for y'all. Ashley has a mental breakdown apparently. But I brought wine. You did. Speaking of. Would we like to have a quick drink break before we dive into some of the ghost stories of yes. the Myrtle's Plantation? Yes, yes, we would. Rebecca, would you mix something up for us? Shall please? I pour some spirits for us? <laughs> have you ever wondered what draws certain people to stories and places filled with mystery or fear? Why some seem to experience things just beyond the explicable, be that considered paranormal or supernatural? If you ask me, or even my grandmother, we'd tell you there's definitely a thread that ties these people and circumstances together, something more than simple chance. I'm Jennifer, and I host Haunted Happenstance, a creepy and quirky little story set in a historic residence in Boston, Massachusetts. You see, I've always loved a good ghost story. And as it turns out, ghosts have always loved me too. Convenient? Maybe. Coincidence? Perhaps. But I think it's a bit more than that. Let's see if you agree. Join me and my neighbors for some truly spooky tales that can only be explained as haunted happenstance. 
You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or everywhere you listen to your podcasts. guys are we ready to get spooky let's get spooky who am i <laughs> i don't know i'm very concerned right now and i wish the oomph would work but it's fine all right nope, still doesn't work so some of the stories encounters things i have my pendulum as do i as do i not important let's go on <laughs> <laughs> so people have claimed to have objects disappear only to reappear in different places than they ever would have put it <laughs> like keys on top of their pillows okay hmm. and shoes in the bathtub mm-hmm. okay okay first is kind of courteous second's kind of a troll the second is kind of having a toddler but it's like (laughs) these things will disappear they'll run around try and find it and they're like oh my god fuck it let's just go and then they come back to the room and And they're just like ha ha in the bathtub bitch ha ha um there's a grand piano on the ground floor that'll play by itself but only a few random notes over and over so it's not like it's playing a full song i can't tell if that's more or less disconcerting when someone will go to investigate the music will stop but it'll start again just as you leave the room Keep in mind, a lot of children have passed away. Oh, no. Oh. Um, so a lot of the encounters are, they believe, kids just being kids. Oh, that gives me the heebies. <laughs> that explains the shoes in the bathtub. The shoes in the bathtub, the random playing of keys on the piano that stop. And then as soon as you turn your back, it's like, bang. <laughs> or maybe it's just my doppelganger is a ghost no it's because if you grow up with a piano unless you're taking piano lessons and currently practicing you're not allowed to touch the piano i'm fine guys <laughs> <laughs> this is not therapy rebecca okay uh <laughs> i don't sense any bitterness no not at all it's fine twitch <laughs> there have been multiple reports of loud bangs or gunfire some people have said specifically it's gunfire. Some have just said they heard bangs. There'll be screams coming from empty rooms and just nope. out on the property. Nope. Though he'll hear whispers <gasps> nope. of no, stop, and please don't. Oh my God, I'd take the screams any day over that. <laughs> screams are fine. I can tell myself it's a distressed owl. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. It's just a distressed owl, guys. Go back to sleep. Um, I will say... The current owners believe that the ghosts are friendly and helpful and they don't want to do anything in any way to disturb them. They don't allow anyone to practice any seances, tarot cards, magical practices, rituals, anything that can disturb or perturb the ghost on the property. That's really nice. So they have a very cohesive living. They do their thing. We do theirs. Wait, what? Yep. They do their thing. We do their thing. Everybody's happy. Everything is their thing. I'm trying to cohabitate. Cohabitate? Cohabitate. I don't know. I put envelopes. <laughs> no, you put envelopes. Envelopes. <laughs> envelopes. I'm dying. <laughs> so back to the ghost adventures thing. On the episode on this, they are interviewing a, I don't know if he's a priest or just pra- someone involved in voodoo mm-hmm. in the area. And he has a comment that says, this is something he's lived by. And like, I really liked the quote, but it says the dead cannot harm the living and the living cannot harm the dead but if the living tries to harm the dead the dead will harm the living Ooh, mm, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think is just kind of a good broad. Yeah. Don't make, mess with them. It makes me wonder what, what's considered harming the dead. I mean, I don't obviously, know. don't build a house on a grave site. Step number one. That would one. be a good one. That'd or, like, I think that's like going on to the whole like don't provoke them don't try and communicate them don't mess with them just let them do their thing if they want to show themselves to you oh they will (laughs) trust me by the three pages of ghost encounters i have on this house (laughs) awesome Uh, (laughs) um as i said the house is reportedly what did i put I do not how I do not know how (laughs) fuck me I do not know how to type today the house is reputedly <laughs> built on an Indian burial ground and the ghost of a young, for whatever reason, well-endowed Native American woman has been reported roaming the grounds. I would make that note if I saw that. <laughs> look at them titties. That would be... I'm sorry we took your home, but look at them titties. Yeah. No, if I were to see that, that would be the one thing that stuck out to me. So I get it. <laughs> Tiffany would be following the ghost ass and titties. S S and titties. And it wouldn't be like a harmful thing because she'd just be super jealous. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I would. I'd, I'd be disappointed that I couldn't just like squishy, squishy, squishy. Okay. <laughs> During the Civil War, the house was ransacked by the Union soldiers, and legends claim that three were killed in the parlor room. One of which had to have his died because he had to have his leg amputated due to a battlefield injury. Stories. Of people feeling their leg being tugged. Nope. Ew. No. In the parlor room. And they believe that it is the Civil War soldier who lost his leg. No. What is he like saying? This is mine now? I'll take this. Give me. You don't need it. At least he's not licking their legs. Oh, that That you know of. I mean, I feel like if you could feel him tugging. Well, and I'd probably be pretty dry. Yeah. Why are we not? mm -mm. Do ghosts have moisture? Let's continue. Possibly. More facts. Please, let's hmm. move on from the licking ghosts. I'm intrigued now. If a ghost licked you, could you feel it? Or would it just feel like something brushing against you? What if that's <gasps> a chill you feel up your back? Um, supposedly, there's a blood stain in the doorway, roughly the size of a human body, that will appear to some people, but no matter what they do, it will not come clean. Um, some legends even say that the cleaners have been unable to even push mops or brooms into that space when the blood stain appears. Oh. Hmm. Um, the plantation is also reportedly haunted by a young girl who died in 1868, despite being treated by a local voodoo practitioner. She supposedly appears in the room in which she died and has been reported to practice voodoo on people sleeping in the room. Oh, no, thank you. What the hell? I thought you said these ghosts were like nice and cohabitated. Well, they've never heard anybody. She's just trying to, she's like, well, it didn't work for me. So let me see if I can help you out. Um, it is believed that the voodoo priestess named Cleo, who was brought in to save the girl, was hung on the property after the treatments failed, and she has been seen on the property as well. Hmm. Hmm? I'm just uncomfortable for some reason. <laughs> they usually don't get me, but this one's a little spooky. Hey. There's a ghost who reportedly walks, staggers, or crawls up the stairs. <gasps> nope. And they that believe- depends on how many spirits he has. <laughs> <laughs> Same. That's just me, guys. I spent too much time in the bar. I'm sorry. This ghost is believed to be William Drew Winter, who is the attorney that lived at the plantation from 1865 until 1871. He was shot on the front porch, and according to the legend, he staggered or crawled up the stairs but collapsed dead in his wife's arms on the 17th step. I feel bad for making the joke now. Yeah, Rebecca. Jeez, be considerate. I'm sorry. Something about a crawling ghost makes it just worse. Normal. 
Like, just walk. <laughs> <laughs> just float. I don't need I don't you crawling. Need you to, I don't want you to float either. Just, like, come at me like you're a normal human. Don't be in the air. Don't be crawling on the ground. Just come to me and talk. Let's have a chat. Or not, in my case. <laughs> <laughs> so many people claim that they hear the footsteps going up the stairs, but they stop at the 17th step. Some people have even reported hearing a thud or a bang before or after the steps as well. Oh. Hmm. In um, Ghost Adventures. And I'm not a huge... Shut up. I might like it now, okay? <laughs> My dear friend, Zach. No judgment. He is sitting on the steps with a uh, the scanner. Come on, ghost hunting for dummies. The voice box? Well, it's not really a scanner because it's not going through the radio stations. It's like staticky. Is that the voice box? Yeah. yeah. My brain is fried. Voice so. boxes. Yeah, the is, voice box. You can I put a ghost box. Ghost box. In my notes. <laughs> Well, yeah, you can, uh-huh. for the spirit boxes, you can take the antenna off of it. So it's not actually, or not picking up radio stations okay. as well. The one he had is just like static and then like it would come in. So like a white noise machine. Yeah. Um, a ghost box. A ghost box. <laughs> when he asked, can you tell me what step Mr. Winters died on? An EVP comes through the box that sounds like it says behind you. Ooh. Zach says behind you. The EVP says, Yeah. Uh-uh. He says, what is behind me? And gets no answer. And believing that the voice sounded female, he said, who is the female behind me? And the EVP said, Winters. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's happened. It did. That's a thing. Um, in the main area of the home, a little girl can be seen with her hands up around her eyes as if she's peering out a window that is no longer there. Well, if they move the walls. Mm-hmm. And they've done renovations and changes all throughout the building. But she's basically just standing in the hallway like she's looking out a window. Creepy. Um, children can be heard running and laughing through the halls in empty rooms. One visitor followed a child she saw running up the stairs. And when she turned into the room that she saw the child go into, she heard a giggle and a whispered voice say, we're hiding. No. no. <laughs> Hell no. What the fudge? I love it so much. Oh. So. Possibly the most well-known of the Myrtle's supposed ghost is Chloe, who was reportedly a slave owned by Clark and Sarah Woodruff. Legend has it Chloe was the recipient of Judge Woodruff's advances, and in return, she was allowed to work inside of the home. When Woodruff became interested in a different girl, Chloe feared she would lose her position in the home and be sent to work out in the fields. So, she was eavesdropping at a keyhole to learn the news of his business dealings and to see if who else he might be interested in Mm -hmm. and she was caught and they chopped off her ear oh i've heard of her and she (laughs) 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 oh that dings a bell (laughs) um so she started to wear a green turban to hide her mutilated ear Mm -hmm. hole it's said that she poisoned the judge's family with a cake containing extract of boiled oleander leaves which are apparently extremely toxic. Hmm. Good to know. Note to self. Google so, that later. Accidentally grabbed oleander instead of oregano. Sorry. Oops, my bee. Reportedly, she was only hoping to make them ill enough that she'd be able to nurse them back to health and regain her position in the home. But her plan backfired. And Sarah and two of her children all died from no. the poison. Once word got around of what happened, the other slaves were worried that they would be punished for knowing what she had done. So they pulled her out of her bed one night, hanged her, and then weighted her body and threw her in the Mississippi River. Oh, shit. Uh, Multiple accounts tell of a young woman wearing a green turban that haunts the plantation. She has been spotted throughout the mansion and captured in multiple photographs. Oh. That's another thing about this place is the photographs 
are intense. Oh. The most infamous photo was be one that shows her between the general store and the butler's pantry. It was actually sent to the Society of Cyclical Research in England, and they reviewed all the settings on the camera, the detail of the photos. They even have somebody that, like, measures the actual, like, size of things from, like, your shoulder to your elbow, and it all matched up perfectly for a young girl in that time period so like they believe it is a human figure in that picture oh shit that it's not just a random blur they're like that could look like a body so it's actually so popular that they have made it their official postcard oh that's creepy myrtle plantation um she's been seen in multiple areas of the plantation and is known to watch people as they sleep nope what the hell (laughs) (laughs) rumors say that someone and it's believed to be chloe will tuck you in at night Mm -mm. they will fall asleep intentionally with their blanket at the foot of their bed to woke up wake up with it tightly tucked in around them i don't like that nope 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 they believe it's chloe because multiple accounts say they have woken up to her at the foot of her bed holding a candle and she will quietly turn away and disappear once she's noticed well, at least no. she's polite about it. She is known to wander the ground, so she has been seen all over the place, and she's usually followed by the cries of small children. Why? Because they think that she was the nanny or the nurse. Okay, that's that took okay. Care of the kids. Oh my um, god! And claims of hearing screams in the courtyard, where it's rumored that Chloe was hung. Oh wow! Mm. Because of the deaths of the two Woodruff children reportedly caused by chloe it's believed to have caused them to wander the grounds as well and they've been seen in multiple times in the bedroom where they were brought to after the poisoning and also playing in the grounds in the bedroom where the two children died mark leonard who is the plantation tour guide and historian claims to have been laying on the bed in the room where the two children passed in between tours and the bed started violently shaking as if there was an earthquake but everything else in the room remained completely still Oh, no. There are actually gash marks underneath the feet of the bed where the bed has been shaken. Oh, okay. On the hardwoods, there's gash marks all over the floor. Accounts of the young girls floating have been seen in this room as well. And lastly, there's a haunted mirror. A mirror that's located in the house supposedly holds the spirits of Sarah Woodruff and her children. According to customs of the times, mirrors are always covered after a death. Mm-hmm. Was this not covered? But legend says that after the poisoning of Woodruff's, this particular mirror was somehow overlooked. The okay. uncovered mirror reportedly trapped the spirits of Sarah and her children, who are occasionally seen either looking back at you or all huddled together crying. Oh, God. What? No. People have claimed to see handprints appear on the mirror out of nowhere while they are looking at it, and they are unable, no matter what they do, to clean the prints off until they disappear on their own. That is not okay. What the hell? Uh-uh. Ta-da. No, I feel uncomfortable. I was so excited about a ghost story because I was like, <laughs> I'm feeling good. I can handle this. Now I just feel gross. <laughs> don't feel gross. I feel uncomfortable. Just don't go there. I won't. That good job, ma'am. I enjoyed Thank that. You. Thank you. I like how Thank your you. version of I don't have enough research is like five pages and I usually show up with like two pages and wing it. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't enough. Like you saw how I trudged my way <laughs> through that. But I you liked know, it. It happened. I got through it. We made it. Ghost. Yay. Sleep tight, lovelies. I'll come tuck you in, says Chloe. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just like. Why you say those things? Good news is I tuck myself in at night all the time, nope. so I won't have. So to the ruler's gonna come home, and you're just gonna be like a huddled mass in the middle of the bed. I usually am. I was about to say <laughs> that wouldn't surprise him. No, that's usually what he comes home to, so it's fine. <laughs> just get lots of dogs. No ghost is ever coming in my house. Fair. That's why I tell Dominic. He's like, "Mommy, there's monsters." I was like, "You think these dogs would let anybody in this house and not tell us about it?" You're good. Fair. Very fair. 
I worry about the time when Adeline says there are monsters because I'm gonna be like, oh shit, there are monsters. We gotta move. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> dive, dive, dive. Matt's gonna come home. The house is gonna be packed up. Mm-hmm. Sorry, babe. She we're said moving. there was a monster in her closet. You're packing that one up. We got to go. I've already got us a house lined up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Open door. We'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> well, bravo, ma'am. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you very much. I forgot I have to close out the show. Remember, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our website, theladiesofstrange.com, or you can email them to us at theladiesofstrange at gmail.com. Don't forget to like. Nope. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show and get extra bonus content, you can find us on Patreon. Keep it strange, lovelies. Bye-bye. Keep it spooky. No. Nope. Spooky. I need more wine. Can Good. I tuck you in? Good night. No. Sleep tight. Don't let the ghosties bite. <laughs>